This. This is, this is diversified, diversified. diversified. Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen. Tyson here. And today, unfortunately, no AL. But we do have Lauren Tickner here a personal brand business mentor and podcast host of Impact School. This, 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 this is, is, this is diversified. Diversified. diversified game game A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So, let the game begin. So, Lauren, I just want to say thank you for coming on today. Uh, I mean, you do so much. Um, you know, obviously, you're like a personal trainer. You're a personal brand business mentor. Um you you also have a podcast, the Impact School, um, that was I guess uh, top uh, top ten on on Nasdaq, uh, correct? So um, just tell us how it is uh, just having that life. Tell us about it. How did you get there? Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here to chat. This is the first time that we've probably spoken, so it's really really cool. Yeah, um, yeah it's kind of crazy that my podcast was ranked number nine in the world by Nasdaq like what that's mad (laughs) um yeah it's awesome so speaking of me doing all the personal branding stuff I kind of started doing all of that having been an online personal trainer so I don't actually do that anymore I now help people who want to become an online fitness coach do exactly that but that's just one of my businesses my main business is the whole impact school thing so Mm -hmm. it's just education provider and giving entrepreneurs the actionable steps that they need in order to build their business as well as the accountability and the support. So yeah, it's good fun. I really enjoy it. And it's amazing that this whole entire thing can literally be done from a laptop or a phone, if you wish. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, that's the beauty of of using technology um, to build your business, right? And then implementing um, at the necessary points. And for someone like yourself, obviously figuring that, that part out, um, what steps did you take to actually say, Hey, listen, I, I can do this from my laptop, um, from almost anywhere in the world. Like what, what was that trigger point for you that you were like, aha, I can, I can do this. Yeah. So it's actually a really good question because I really don't think there was one individual trigger point. So Mm. I'm 22 at the moment and I started my Instagram back in, well, I was 17 when I started Mm -hmm. it. And so I was just, honestly, I made the Instagram because like I said, I started out in the fitness industry Mm -hmm. and I literally just wanted to make friends with other girls who were doing weightlifting. Like that was the only reason I started this whole (laughs) entire thing. And um, 
So it's mad. So my Instagram account was private and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm just going to post content. I'm going to start commenting on people's posts, but I wasn't getting really much engagement back. And that's what I craved. I craved making friends. Like that mm-hmm. was it. And so I decided to make my Instagram account public. And at this point, that was when all the boys in my year found it. Bearing in mind, these are 17 year old guys and they mm-hmm. see a girl who's doing something different to everybody right. else. And so obviously they're like bullying me immediately. Mm. They're like, this is so cringy. This is embarrassing. They posted Mm -hmm. photos to their own Instagram accounts, literally mocking me, like Mm. replicating my photos and stuff. And so, yeah, so all of that happened. And then honestly, that just fueled the fire even more to just be like, I'm going to make something from this. So yeah, I mean, after school, I went and worked a job in asset management and it was a nine to five, aka seven till seven or maybe even longer. <laughs> plus the trains, which are going to be delayed every day because it's London. And um, so I was doing all of that and I just realized I have this whole other world. I have this whole other side of me, kind of like a Hannah Montana moment. I'm mm-hmm. like, I got all this fitness stuff going on, but I'm working this asset management job, which I hate, which is making me so unhappy and sucking the life out of me. And I'm having brands contact me all the time. And I'm having people ask me all the time if I do fitness coaching, why don't I just do that? So the day after I got my bonus from my asset management job, bearing in mind, you know, it's a good industry to be in when it comes to bonuses. I got a bonus of, I think it was about 3000 pounds. So for me at the time I was 19 years old, that was a huge sum of money. It was more than my monthly paycheck. And Mm -hmm. I was like, right, I'm going to have my notice in for work. So I basically quit the day after I got that bonus. Um, (laughs) I found quite funny. (laughs) Held on just long enough. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I honestly, though, I wanted to quit for months before. I thought that we were supposed to get the bonus in Chris around Christmas time, but turns out it actually happens just before the financial year ends, which is in April. So I had to wait out quite a few more months, but yeah, that's so I then quit that job and I was, I went and did my personal training qualification and then I became an online fitness coach. And then I started getting clients. I started, I fell in love with sales, honestly. And I realized, wow, this is so much more scalable. This is awesome. I'm barely doing any work compared to what I was doing before. I could probably run this entire business on 10 hours a week and I'm earning <laughs> double the amount that I was earning in the asset management job. And I don't have to even leave my house. <laughs> and so for me it was like what this is insane like my mind was genuinely blown and that was when I was like okay I am never working (laughs) a job like this again now I did have to go do it because I went and did a placement for university but Mm -hmm. I ended up quitting that and dropping out of uni all at the same time so that's another story but here we are today (laughs) and uh, I'm just loving the world of online business it's cool I get to talk to people like you get to do podcasts and it's just super fun and it's a good time and it's like make the most of what you have because in 10 years from now everyone's going to be wanting to do it to want to do this so like Mm -hmm. why not do it while few people are so that you can get ahead absolutely and um, you actually touched on something that Kel talks about which is like maximizing your life like Mm -hmm. Kel you talk about like maximizing your life maximizing travel um and really like you can't take it with you kind of mentality um so appreciate it while it's here um Cal, what do you i mean what do you think hearing all this right now well it's it's monetizing your life <laughs> and it, it, that, that's what it is and that's the 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 beauty of the the internet and and i loved it to hear 
a story like this, especially coming out of the UK, because you know in America all we get is American news, whatnot, mm-hmm. and um, and plus, um, you know, my um, I, I love London, but um, <laughs> I know you're, you're yeah, yeah. yeah, you definitely love London. I, I, yeah, I I love I love London. Um, that's um, Lauren. That's my daughter's name, and, yeah. and we just came back. Oh. <laughs> yes, and amazing, so, amazing. Yeah, but what what I want to know though, because um, I can only see it sometimes from American eyes. When you started doing all of this, what were some of the um, the the when, did you have any hardships as far as family or people? You know judging or saying what are you doing you're mm-hmm. quitting like who was getting on your back because we have all when we stepped mm-hmm. out to do our own thing <laughs> have had someone tell us that's not going to work and this and that and I just kind of want you to put those people on blast now if it's your mother <laughs> be nice if it's your father be nice but kind of tell us yeah. those stories because somebody is dealing with that right now like wait my my, my mom so, told me don't do that and mm-hmm. so you know I, you're monetizing your life so I want to hear first who told you think about that you know before making yeah you know what I literally I love this question because firstly I love the American mindset towards things Mm -hmm. Americans are so much more open-minded I always go to the states to go to masterminds to events Mm -hmm. to connect with people because they're just so understanding of the whole world of entrepreneurship investing in yourself monetizing your life I literally Mm -hmm. love that that is amazing so thank you for that I'm gonna steal that and I will be sure to give you credit um (laughs) but seriously it's insane that the UK is so far behind so incredibly far behind it actually hurts my soul and I try to bring it here but it just doesn't work so interestingly enough I'd say about 80 to 90 percent of my my students and my clients are from the states so for for my business which is targeted at online fitness coaches we have a few more UK people but for my other programs my whole impact school impact through influence all that is literally just us people and it's really interesting and i think it's because people from america understand the potential and they understand the value in having a business mentor but that's one thing um the other side of things is like you asked who was it that was on my back and all that so Mm -hmm. when i quit that job in asset management my Mm -hmm. dad was so disappointed in me because I think he well I know that he always wished that he had had his career in the financial services the finance industry and so it's kind of like a a British dream like people want to go work in London work in the city I guess like it's anyone who wants to go work on the stock exchange in New York it's that kind of thing and um so I I had that opportunity when I was 18 years old you know I made that opportunity for myself because I put myself out there and I went and sourced that job myself and so obviously when I quit he was like Lauren you are making the worst decision of your life I had been accepted into the UK's number one business degree but Mm. um he still thought it was a bad idea so then when I dropped out of university like you know by now my parents were just like yeah she's gonna do what she wants she knows what she's going after she knows that she's gonna make it happen anyway so I was fortunate enough for my family honestly not to ever stop me from doing anything they've always kind of had this mindset where I think they've realized like I know what I want and I'm very strong-minded so if I want something like it's gonna happen um (laughs) so that's kind of funny but when it came to just people around me it was mainly just the people from my school 
and like okay. the people, my direct peers. So I told you about the guys in my year who were literally bullying me. Right. Even to this day, they still don't get what I do. They still, that now they kind of are more understanding of it. But like a right. great example of this is something that I actually, I shared this story on my podcast. So I was just at home. I think this was on Boxing Day. No, oh, it was, it was just after Christmas now. And so I was at home, I was just about to go to bed, I was sat there, so it was me and my boyfriend were sat in the living room with my dad, so we were just like chilling, just chatting, and suddenly I get this message on WhatsApp, it's a screenshot of one of the graphics that I had uploaded, well actually one of my team members had uploaded to mm-hmm. um, the Impact School Instagram page, and it was essentially where I was like holding a ward of cash and because it was like a photo that I had used for a cash giveaway that I was doing for my audience and then um my team member had used that image in order to create a graphic which is where like we make a thumbnail and then behind the thumbnail is like a little snippet of the podcast episode um so I was basically talking about how you can't have like money as your only goal you need to have fulfillment in what you're doing but what happened was someone who went went to school with me my best friend from school's sister took a screenshot of it obviously and then she sent it to I'm guessing she was supposed to send it to her sister um mm-hmm. who was my friend <laughs> and it basically said who does she think she is mm-hmm. um like she this is such a joke I can't remember exactly what the message said but it was something along those lines mm-hmm. and then so you know that was just like one example I replied and I was like she thinks she is loving her life and she <laughs> Um, it was kind of funny in the end she made up some like rubbish excuse about the fact that she her uncle sent it and i don't even know it was like this mm. awful excuse and so that was just like running right blaming the uncle <laughs> you know what i mean like this this yeah. type of thing happens and so it's just crazy because i mean she works for i don't know i think she works for amazon and so she obviously mm. has a good job but right. she can't be happy in herself if she has to go out of her way to right. say that about somebody else like i was literally spreading a message about how you should seek fulfillment in what it is that you do and then just because i was like having a photo of me holding money or something i don't know so this is what i mean like people are always going to judge you they're always going to try tear you down but it's just because they don't understand that you're leveling up and like if they see you leveling up they just want to bring you back down to their mediocre level of life right i think that's i think that's so true and that now, and it's funny because while you're telling this story, I'm thinking of like, wow, it, it just sounds like the person literally bypassed any context you gave the photo um, or any context of your content to uh, take out of it what they wanted, right? And and people do that a lot, um, but especially looking at it, um, and I want to touch on this being um, a female in <clears throat> in business, right? You said yeah. you were. You started your Instagram to look for other other girls who were into weightlifting, right? Because yeah. I, I'm guessing you didn't often see that um, in your environment where you were. So you were like, well, let me find out if other people are like me, right? You were looking for someone who was like you. Yeah. And, and now you said you had the guys in your year that kind of made fun of you for it, right? And they were like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, what's this girl doing? Think she is. Now, how does that translate to being in the world of business and being a business mentor and a business coach um, for people. And do you still receive some of that same, I would almost call it sexist tonality when it comes to belief in your capability of doing what it is 
you're actually doing, right? You're not even trying to do it. You're doing it. Um, do you receive some of that still like kind of ridicule from say either the male side, or even in this instance, you received it from another female who you would assume sees like, Hey, there's not a lot of us being six about it. Why tear down someone who is, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good question. I think that honestly, maybe from the offset people might think that when they first come across my social media but then I think when they hear me speak and they hear the value that I provide they no longer believe that so mm-hmm. I don't honestly know because I don't know what people's thoughts are when they <laughs> do first come across my page yeah. and honestly though I'm sure that it does happen like you yeah. know what people are like I mm-hmm. just I just don't pay attention to it because I really just, if people want to think something about me before they even look into my content and to my messaging and everything, then I think that's on them, not so much on me. Cause I, I just choose to focus my energy on adding the value to my audience. Cause I know that that's where I'm going to be able to serve people the best and to be able to make the biggest impact. And in order to thus build my business and get new clients and make more money. Right. So I think it's just a case of really focusing your effort, your energy and your efforts on the things that are actually going to reap the rewards. Um, As a woman in business, I do think that people, I just, you know what annoys me? The thing is like, Mm -hmm. it's the underrepresentation on let's just say panels at events I think that there are so few women like whenever I go to events like I went to a couple this year and there's like one female speaker and Mm -hmm. so I'm just like this is this is crazy and -hmm. you see these really really young guys and some of them are talking and they don't necessarily I think sometimes know what they're saying so mm-hmm. much like the information isn't as good as it could possibly be but maybe they have connections and that's why right. they're speaking and so I know that I've sometimes pitched myself for events and people just are quickly quick to say oh yeah our speaker lineup's full and then I see mm-hmm. the next week they are announcing a new speaker right but it's like some guy who has been speaking at every event who shares the same keynote every single time and mm-hmm. so yeah that's one thing that I think needs to change but it could be said about you know any underrepresented right. proportion of the the world right, right um absolutely. i think it's just a case of it's yeah it's like you guys are all about this right so it's like how yeah. we need to move forward how we need to yeah move forward and and uh bump up res- representation because people do exist right um mm-hmm. for any niche or business or or uh, event that you're looking to hold or, or considering someone exists that is not your stereotypical cutter cookie cutter look of what you believe it should be and um yeah okay. definitely boosting that representation and i just you know want to say like combating uh the stereotypes that go along with it like saying like you know oh well even in finance right i was in financial services um here you know i was a regional vice president for a company and and um and when I look at that, it was like almost a belief, well, like, well, women really shouldn't be vice presidents like that. Like, you know, right. or if they yeah, got there, they, believe, they they got there through like, oh, well, she was cute. So like, you know, the promotions come like that or people mm-hmm. wanted to buy from her was attractive or, or things like that instead of actually yeah, looking yeah. at the merit yeah. of the individual, right? Like exactly. knowing that no, you know I'm your so stuff. Cool. Like, <laughs> exactly. No, that's it. I think people should just 
be given their success yeah. based upon how good they are at what they do. Like that's how I see it. And I think mm-hmm. that's so true because I know for sure that I've had people message me saying you only have followers on Instagram because you're posting photos in a bikini mm-hmm. the whole time. And yeah. I'm just like, no, I'm posting photos in a bikini because I'm showing the fact that I'm on a beach right now and I'm still yeah. able to build my business. Like this is helping my right. business because people desire to live this lifestyle so it's showing them what they want <laughs> you know and also so, i do want to point yeah. out you you posted a photo like a little little bit ago and it showed your transformation through like three different stages of your life and <laughs> i mean you should be proud of that right like forget business aside you made <laughs> an amazing transformation t- from i mean from what one way you were to you know, where you were maybe on the skinnier side of maybe not the healthiest version of, of, of fit to now yeah. where you're at, like primo peak. So <laughs> I mean, applaud, like forget business aside. It's like, if you accomplish something like that in your, your lifetime, be proud of it. Like that's some people don't even get to have pride in, in a simple moment. Um, that they had to fight through the adversity of those changes, right? To then mm. just be like, hey, guys, I made a change that I'm proud of. And I just want to show that. Like, who cares? <laughs> Thank you. Say, yeah. You know, yeah. I, Good on you. I, yeah, for sure. So obviously, that's how I first got into the fitness industry because I was overweight and then I lost weight in a really unhealthy way. So I wanted to help other people to not do the same thing and become stronger physically and mentally. So that's how I got my start in the world of online coaching. And then obviously, I realized, wow, this is incredible. Being an online coach is such a scalable business model and you help people at the same time. Like I spoke about earlier, it was just so empowering and incredible and just yeah amazing and that's why I just love helping people build that business for themselves now too because it just allows you to really seek fulfillment in life while monetizing your life like you said (laughs) um that was cool so yeah I think as well just on this topic I think that when you can you when you can I suppose build like a body and get to the gym and stay disciplined I think Mm -hmm. that transfers to every single area of your life like since I've learned I've honestly learned my discipline through training in the gym and through going to the gym even when I don't feel like it and it's just really built up this resilience and it definitely transfers into business so I think anyone who is trying to build a business who's trying to max out their life and trying to reach new heights I think getting into some sort of routine like that will seriously help you. Uh, yeah. I've, I've lately been on this kick of saying like um, hustle, heart and health <clears throat> and hustle is like the, the process of success that, that yields like money, right? Heart is, is where you feel the most fulfillment. And then health is where you find either your physical or mental uh, stability. Right. right? Yeah. And, and it seems like your business model and your way of living is just that hustle, yeah. heart and health. Exactly. So I, like, I keep finding that theme with, uh, you know, other successful entrepreneurs and business owners and different things like that, uh, even just influencers, right? Um, that that's really what it is at the end of the day. It's those three things, no matter how you slice it. It's just your job to find out what your thing is within those three yeah. um, and, and lead you, you know, to success per se. So, um, yeah, Kel. exactly. I agree. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, listening to the story, and and this is why I think documenting, um, you know, your 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 life is important because some people see, you know, oh, you're at the beach and you're bragging, but it takes me back to my first trip to Europe many moons ago. I mean, it was o- over a decade ago, and in grad school, one of my friends saying. That you didn't really go to Paris and London and Belgium and Netherlands. You like I photoshopped that stuff. <laughs> right. And I'm like, <laughs> right. who would I be to have to like lie? And I said, so I'm gonna document everything because I was I was always a writer. And so doc, that mm-hmm. documentation is is I think necessary because if it's not documented, it didn't happen. But now, Lauren, talk about this because now everyone's documenting and somebody can you know go to the Ferrari dealership. In, in London or Paris and jump in the Ferrari or, and say, hey, I was here. Um, what do you think about those, those type of folks who are like, you know, they will get a green screen and, and, and say, yeah, I'm at the beach too. You know, um, and, and then use your tag. You know, I'm, I, I'm sure someone's used, you know, a tag you created or something. Kind of talk about, you know, just that and not and not being caught up in this like black mirror twilight zone type of you know world now we're documenting everything yeah talk about it so i actually heard about this thing where apparently you can rent a private jet to take photos Mm. like what what? i mean is that actually i don't know personally i think that This is the thing that annoys me. So I just don't get it. Like, I just fully don't understand. But I see why people want to put this image out there. Because obviously, Mm -hmm. it helps you build your business, right? But I don't think that you should build a business based on lies. I don't think that it should happen. I don't think that it's, I, I don't think it's fair. And I don't think it's honest. And I don't think it's the best way to build a brand. I think to build a long-term sustainable brand, you just got to show what you're really doing. And also, I actually think that if you don't share that type of thing, it's much more relatable. Like every now and then I'll share how I'm staying in some like amazing hotel or something. But Mm. at the same time, I'm not going to post like, honestly, I don't actually, I'm not very like blase and buying all these things like that. It's just not me. I'm not into materialistic things that much. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know that if I was posting stuff like that, my audience would feel much more distant from me. So right. that's how I see it. Like, I'd much rather they see me, like, as just a relatable person who is just like them, because I am. Um, right. You're, you're human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I mean, I think that if you want to buy a Ferrari and if you want to drive around in a Ferrari, then by all means, go for it. But if you're just posing, I think, honestly, that's just kind of sad. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And I... I agree with that. Um, but I just, I find it funny in this uh, social proof culture that that's mm. seems what grabs the attention, right? Like no one, yeah. uh, everyone, uh, what is it? Uh, everyone wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Um, yeah. And and it's that same mentality. It's like everybody wants the, the end result, um, including the person looking at you, right? They want to see, well, what is it like when I follow the steps that you took? And, mm. But no one wants to see the, the, the grind or the pain or the process of the steps that you took. And they'd be like, wow, so 
I got to see you go from, uh, you know, your office in the basement of your home uh, to seeing you finish the basement of your home to look like an actual office from seeing that to seeing you hire your first three people who are working in your, the basement office at your house to now seeing you move to a first floor, you know, store, yeah. uh, store to then seeing you move to, you know, a top floor of a building. Like nobody wants to see that process um, and follow it and actually go, this person does know what they're doing. They may not be uh, Bill Gates. They may not be uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, which right now, I don't know if anyone wants to really be him <laughs> with what he's going through, but like, they don't, you know, it's like, but that person is, is building a life, building a business, building a legacy and could be that person one day. Let me figure out those steps and uh, take them while they're, while they're taking them, because it seems like that can work for me too. Um, so that social proof culture is, is like kind of breeds some of that stuff. But, um, you know, again, good on you for not kind of giving into that. I mean, obviously if you're staying at a nice hotel and you're on the beach, like by all means show that because you're actually living it. Right. But you're not doing mm. it for the perception sake of success. You're doing it because that's really where you are right now. And that's really what you're doing. And yes, everything you've done in your life has gotten you to that point. So you deserve it, right? <laughs> you you deserve it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I also think that like, as somebody who wants to build a successful business, and if you're wanting to live in this, I guess, mindset of abundance, I do actually think it's important to do things like that. Because if you're constantly living tight, and like not treating yourself and buying the cheapest hotel and doing all these yeah. things like cheap, it gets you in the mindset of like living cheap, if that makes right. sense. And so yep. I think it's so important to surround yourself. Like I, I just have this mindset, like I want to act like I am a multimillionaire because it's going to mm -hmm. happen in no time as long as I do that. So yeah, I'm, I'm not one of these people who's into like all this kind of woo woo type deal stuff mm -hmm. like um but I do think getting into that type of mindset is really really important as long as it's actually true and it's not just you faking it I think yeah. that there's a big difference between like fake it until you make it and then actually just like doing something because you want it to be the rest of your f future I don't know if that makes right. too much sense it makes sense no it makes it, perfect it sense to me. uh <laughs> It, uh, it, no, it it definitely does. You're 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 hitting you're hitting some nails on the head. So you're 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 perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, and no, uh, there was well, one other thing that you you did kind of uh, mention a glaze over. You uh, and I want you in maybe your own words des describing the difference between being materialistic and living a life of abundance because people don't oftentimes get that they're different while sometimes can look the same so yeah that's such a good question yeah definitely I mean honestly though I think I don't necessarily believe that there is an issue with being materialistic because if you like material things then by all means go for it like I love watches so I will buy watches but <laughs> yeah they are literally my thing let's not even get into it now because like, <laughs> and it's kind of funny because people don't necessarily think that about me because they don't necessarily think like a girl will be into right. watches they are my thing so yeah. with that said watches and houses for me so that's that's fine but I think like being in abundance is just really it's just this mindset where you know that anything and everything is possible and that 
it doesn't matter if you choose to like let's say we're talking about abundance of money right let's Mm -hmm. say like you want to buy a watch you buy the watch and you buy it because you know that you've worked hard for it and because you deserve it and because you like it and you seek pleasure in it and you enjoy it you're not buying it just to flex and just to show Mm. other people that you're cool right you're buying it because you actually enjoy it so if i was to go and buy some i don't know like a bright shoes and like a Mm. gucci dress and like a friggin i don't even know handbag that's expensive I would literally be that would be me being that would be me being really materialistic because like mm-hmm. I don't care to I don't care for these things. Right. But if I wanted to like be in abundance and I really wanted to get in like that abundance mindset, it would just be understanding that like money is just a byproduct of value. It's just if I add more value to the world, I'm gonna get more money back. And it's not even just in money, it's also in everything. It's in love, it's in happiness. Mm-hmm. It's just an understanding that you can create these things for yourself. Mm-hmm. I honestly find these things really hard to understand because I'm not one of these people mm-hmm. who is like really kind of spiritual or right. into like type of thing. So for me, I can't honestly, I really can't articulate this eloquently. Right, um, right. It makes sense to me in my head, but I don't know how to make it sense, make sense to the public. No. I'm really sorry. I can't ask. I can, oh, no, no. You, you, you answered it. Um, you answered it from a place that's true for you. So, um, I mean, what I got out of it to give a summation, if you don't think you pulled it together, what I got <laughs> out of it, the difference between uh, being materialistic and being and living in a life of abundance is your values. It's materialistic. If you buy things just to show off, then you're, you're being materialistic. And again, not saying materialistic is a bad thing, but we're saying, uh, you know, if you're doing it just to show off, just to be like, uh, almost keeping up with the Joneses mentality. If you're doing it for those reasons, then that's not living a life of abundance. That's living a life of materialism. And it's not, not in a healthy manner where you're like, I like nice things and I like those things. So I work hard to get them. You're working hard to get them so you can show them off to people. Um, to yeah, try to I, also them think it, I also think it shows some level of scarcity when it comes to your mm. own self image. So obviously there's, you know, abundance in all different areas of your life, like I just Mm -hmm. mentioned, but yeah, if you feel like you have to buy things just to look cool to other people, it shows that you're lacking in your belief in yourself. Absolutely. And that's the other side of of abundance. When you do it from a truer place, like with yourself, you said, I just really am into nice watches and, and watches and houses. So if that's, thing when you're going and you you buy the brightling right um which a lot of people uh, like i i have one so like when you go and do that you're doing it because you like that watch you're not doing it because you need that watch to show off to someone else which by the way i barely ever wear my watches um (laughs) um, yeah it's really a thing like you just like to have them and they look nice and handcrafted time pieces and that are meticulously yeah put together. i know that's so beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> you know what i mean and then you you go and you get the house that you want or that you like it's not you getting the house to be materialistic to show it off it's like i like houses i like the look of that i like the architecture you're doing it and you're saying i'm doing this because this is part of the i guess the universal uh standard of if it's possible to have it, I can have it. That does not make me materialistic. Mm-hmm. 
if it's coming from a place of genuine joy for me. So the difference seems to be mindset and values. That's it. Yeah. Mindset. And I couldn't values. agree more. So, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I love it. And so I want to, uh, before I actually ask you to do this, um, Cal, anything yeah. else on the table for you um, for Lauren? You know, Lauren, I, I love what you have going on. When we're talking about that materialism, um, I've been guilty of it since I was 16. <laughs> and I've had all those things, I, the, from right. the Rolex watch to whatnot, trying to be from Puff Daddy to Deion Sanders <laughs> as, as, as a teenager. And being um, spoiled, I would say, if the things make you happy, you, you, you're really shallow. Um, to the people listening, like things, it, mm -hmm. because when you go to like a third world country and you see people wearing knockoffs, but everyone's wearing knockoffs, so no one knows, right? Mm -hmm. And if and if those and and if it, it's a feeling of wearing a thousand dollar shirt or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But the knockoff, <laughs> nobody knows or cares. Right. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I love to hear women say, um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not like, that's not what makes me happy because a lot of men think that's what make women happy. Right. And if I just get her mm -hmm. enough things, I can almost like, it's like control, which is like, that's not what life is about. And you sometimes mm -hmm. find out what life is about only when someone is dying or, mm -hmm. you know, right. someone close to you is, is, is suffering. So, you know, we, we really have to push that message because uh, a, a pastor friend of mine told me one time, he said, you've been to all these countries and what was the purpose? Mm. I'm having a ball. I'm partying <laughs> and this and that. I, I, I've written about them. I've made, you know, my documentaries now. Yeah. But yeah. The, what is the real purpose? Like, have you, you know, have you helped anybody? You know, mm. b besides your, you know, I mean, and so we just have to really think about what's important in life when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. So that's really refreshing because I think people think people see people on Instagram who look great and, you know, look is a uh, perception. You know, everyone's look mm -hmm. is different. Everyone has their preference. So it, it's yeah. good to hear that. So someone can, you know, save their money and stop making Fendi and all these other companies rich and maybe invest in their own brand. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, for sure. And now, like, we're just on the topic of watches, but apparently, mm -hmm. like, the most expensive watch in the world was, like, $55 million, right? Yeah. So you were just saying the whole facts of the matter, like, it's not going to be for everybody. If right. any of the listeners want to go look at the most expensive watch in the world, it's, it's like, Graf Diamonds Hallucination. Mm -hmm. And it is hideous. Like, it is Whoa. literally... <laughs> it, it's, just, it's just gaudy and expensive for the sake of being expensive. Exactly. exactly that's it yeah so i know yeah. i i fully agree though i want to spend my money on like experiences i love to travel mm -hmm. so that's that's it for me i mean travel yeah. like i i would still rather spend my money on travel over watches for sure right absolutely no i like to go on the and, watch, look in all the watch shops while i'm traveling so while you're traveling right and and that's uh, that's great to hear that that's uh some information that'll be great for a client of ours that curates uh, travel experiences and like really gets into the cultural experiences and travel um, yeah. to hear that come out of your mouth. I mean, I think we should probably connect you with them. Um, yeah. But the um, 
the thing that I wanted to ask you was, uh, and I asked this of many entrepreneurs is, so with all of your success and the things that you thrive, uh, strive for in your life and accomplished, what is your, uh, your charitable give back? What is, what are you doing with the, the things that you've received and, and worked for and earned? Um, how are you taking those things and turning them into, um, you know, good for others? Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing question. So first thing is like, I literally feel I'm just scratching the surface, not only on like my whole charitable giving, but just like everything. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's like, it's an exciting time, but so my brother's actually disabled. He has epilepsy, autism, and a bunch of different disabilities. So I am extremely passionate about I I, in the future. Um, Mm -hmm. I really want to start a charity for epilepsy. So he has a type of epilepsy called Lennox gastro syndrome. Um, and yeah, like that's my big, big, big goal. I really want in the future. I see myself working alongside the government in order to change policies in order to make sure that there is more funding for mm-hmm. families with disabled children as well. Cause it's a real big issue here in the UK. I think it's right. even worse in the States. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I want to have a charity that funds research for epilepsy okay. um, for treatment of it prevention and just, yeah, that's it really oh. for me. Um, okay. That's a, that's like my life goal really. So yeah. All right. Awesome. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified, online, diversifiedgames.com. In your life with the people around you and or join our Patreon and get some nice perks for being involved. If you found a nugget and or like today's episode, you might as well leave a review. And if you leave a review, you might as well share it. If you share it, you might as well subscribe. And as always, thanks for your support. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and A.L., the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.